0: Welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen. It is I, Jumby. I'm here, joined by the one and only, in this county. Rip. That's correct. We're here, within the same area code, to talk about the amazing television show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? We're inching closer and closer toward the end, and it's making me sad.
1: It's bittersweet, bittersweet,
0: but it must be. Today's episode is Tale of the Manaha.
1: And let me tell you, everybody, this episode was hard to get through because every time they screamed out, it's the Manaha, Javi would scream out, Manaha.
0: Manaha. I know that's from something in the 90s.
1: Amanda Show. The Amanda Show. Right? Isn't it from the Amanda Amanda, Show? Amanda, 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 Amanda. Maha.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. all I heard when they started saying the name.
1: Manda Please. That was a great show. That was a good show.
0: Yeah, it was it was different.
1: Yeah. I mean, mind you, there's a lot of controversy surrounding anything and everything about that, but it did have its moments. Like uh Moody's Point was my favorite. The dancing mm-hmm. lobster the dance lobsters.
0: The totally cow joke where it's just like I was like, "Ah, the spider!" And then the spider was like, "Ah, Kyle." <laughs> I love that joke. And
1: there's a bunch, you know. They got the rising stars of uh, everybody there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Josh Peck.
0: The rising and falling stars. Oh,
1: except Josh Peck, he he slipped through. He's it. fine. Yeah,
0: he's fine. He's doing the podcast circuit. He's doing great.
1: You know what? You know what? Somebody asked him. Like, oh, what would, if you had something to say to your younger self, what would you say? He was like, I would tell myself, my chubby self, to keep trying, to keep at it. Because one day, you will look good enough to play John Stamos' son.
0: Damn. And he did.
1: And a show that I canceled.
0: And he did. And he does.
1: Yeah. I had lip there. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's nice. But yeah, there's our obscure reference for the day, for the night, for the evening.
0: I guess. If Josh Peck is obscure to you, you're not really <laughs> our target demographic.
1: <laughs> yes, I believe if you watch the Amanda show, you've come across Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: You you weren't born in the 1900s. <laughs> so so A very specific period of the 1900s. Pretty much the last 10 years of it.
1: Tale of the Manaha.
0: Manaha. I... Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to stop.
1: <laughs> can't wait till this is over.
0: <laughs> Me too. Don't say the name again. I can't stop. It's a curse.
1: Oh, we're going <laughs> to... I'm going to double down, sir. In this episode... <laughs> oh.
0: This episode, I want to bring up some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh-oh. It faked us out because we put on the episode and it started playing... Like a couple seconds of the first of some other episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we stopped it quickly and then just switched over. <laughs> Man, so out of the gate, this episode was a trap.
1: Yeah, we we're like, holy shit, holy shit. Oh, okay, now next episode.
0: This is not it.
1: <laughs> and we're here, and its episodes comes in with Stig running in, and he's like, guys, guys, did you hear that? It's after me. I was being chased by something. It's like a monster.
0: We're off to a bad start when you see Stig. Always. And then Joby and I are looking
1: at it and we're like, everybody's there but Tucker. So you know this is just some stupid-ass prank that they're trying to pull.
0: Imagine Tucker comes out wearing the silly little gorilla costume that he was wearing Mm -hmm. and they unmask him and it's like not him. It's (laughs) actually just some other cast member who's left the show. Frank. David. Yeah, like Frank. Well,
1: <laughs> oh, that would have been good. Like, special guest appearance by this old Frank. That would have been cool.
0: Frank would be so recent, though. It's like, oh, he just left and he's back as a guest.
1: Or like David or something.
0: Kristen. Kristen. She used to cosplay. That's
1: true. But no, it was Tucker. And as Tucker did this, he was yes, he was in a gorilla costume sitting there. And they're like, Ooh, and then you know Kiki's been saving this one. She wanted to say this to Kristen, but she could she didn't do it. Because she was already picking on Kristen too much, but she's not afraid to say this to Tucker. She's like, Oh, is your scary not if, is your scary Is your story not scary enough that you had to dress up?
0: That was really mean because <laughs> You're right. She's been wanting to say that to Kristen every time. And it's super bitter. And I don't like that they wrote that line.
1: <laughs> so
0: She obviously hated Kristen. That's why Kristen left.
1: <laughs> um, Tucker said that he just did this for the setup so everybody can follow along. And he explains that people have been scared of monsters in the wilderness forever. Not just bears and mountain lions. Strange beasts that can't be explained. The abominable snowman of Tibet, the Loch Ness monster, Scott, (laughs) (laughs) and the flesh-eating giants of my living room. (laughs) Uh, That
0: last one was weird because it was the flesh-eating giants of where Malaysia, Mandalay, Mandalay. I never heard of that one. Man, it's very unique to me. I was hoping he was going to list off like a Wendigo or something.
1: I mean that's essentially where this was leading to although it ended up being like a bigfoot type monster and not even that it
0: was very similar to a bigfoot um slash like the poltergeist
1: I mean at some point we saw a big footprint on the floor I was like oh it
0: has to be bigfoot no but they couldn't say that Bigfoot's people would sue the company if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm very precious about my privacy. Get my lawyers.
1: <laughs> it's like, also, oh, he does exist. No, no, we're not saying that. No, but no, you I'm can't not that. Dave. We're
0: just saying if he hypothetically did, he'd be very precious about his his <laughs> privacy and have a big staff of lawyers who are gonna sue the pants off.
1: <laughs>
0: um, what would Bigfoot do for money? Money? He he doesn't need money. He could... What major company all right, all right. exists right now? Okay, would be owned by Bigfoot, and we wouldn't know.
1: Let's be honest. He'd be Reddit. Reddit.
0: Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. He'd own Reddit.
1: That's what you're saying. He'd own Reddit. I was gonna say he'd be have a remote job, just doing like data entry or something. Reddit. Software development. Do you know what the owner <laughs>
0: of Reddit looks like? No. I ain't looking it up. Probably Bigfoot. <laughs> probably can't see the photo because it's so blurry
1: he's probably a programmer 100 percent. have you seen how some of those programs look like
0: this big ass keyboard so his fingers can touch it <laughs> He types with his toes
1: probably yeah I mean, he doesn't he'd have a cabin in the woods he doesn't need wi-fi or anything like that you know he'd just be living off the grid doesn't need anybody's permission to do anything But Tucker. Yeah. Tucker. He picks up the midnight dust, throws it into the midnight fire, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. He calls a story, the tale of the Manaha.
0: Manaha. He um I love how they always say midnight everything and it's like six PM <laughs> to them.
1: Oh yeah, they, they probably. Bedtime's don't have... at eight. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be that they sneak out before midnight, and once, st- like, around midnight is when they start telling the story.
0: But these group of kids, these group of kids, I don't, I don't see them sneaking out. Yeah, they just seem too good. Yeah, it seems like they seem like they're gonna make it home before bedtime. <laughs> I
1: mean, at this point, we it's already, like, the cat's out Except of the bag. Except for Betty,
0: who lives in the forest.
1: <laughs> uh, Gary said that his, like, pretty much Tucker and Gary have revealed that their parents know
0: about it. Okay. Can you remember Betty Ann in this episode?
1: Yeah. She was talking that shit in the beginning. when Steak was like, oh, no, there's a monster after me.
0: Okay, good. I was trying to think of her. And I was like, I can't. All I see is red eyes. And a grotesque smile. I can't think of what she was doing in the episode.
1: (laughs) Nah, she was... She was ready to go off on Stig.
0: Who is (laughs) it? But yeah. uh,
1: This episode involves a boy named Jonah, our protagonist, who's at camp. And they are...
0: Like, let's call it Boy Scouts.
1: Yeah, Boy Scouts, and they're doing their first. Um, that was it? overnight. Overnight camping, where like the instructor was telling them they're going on a spiritual journey. And then we got, so yeah, and this
0: this kind of sh- shindig wouldn't happen now, because it's 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 a product of that time period in the 90s where they were really not sensitive about native american culture and like these boy scout groups would just be like hey let's just say shit that we've heard (laughs) on tv that native americans say and stuff like that they're gonna go in the woods and have a journey and they don't know what they're doing
1: i mean like
0: you see the and a lot of the episode had like symptoms of that in my opinion (laughs)
1: I mean, you, you saw the guy who was explaining it. He was not Native American.
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to get a Native American actor, I think, back then. with these kind of projects. Um,
1: I guess, I don't know. We could go into Because, like,
0: I don't even know what would be worse. Like,
1: I mean, this day and age, we see a lot more of them, of Native American actors also portraying Native Americans. So it was pretty good.
0: But in a more like accurate yeah way, this is. I don't think you can get a Native American actor to be like, "Hey, play this caricature bad guy who <laughs> I mean, so summons the aha uh-huh, and then like I don't know. I
1: mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. It does it does feel like we're going off of like watered down versions of stories, you know? <laughs> like the the camp counselor I'll say was talking about spiritual dirty, but it's not like he didn't sound like he knew what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, just go into the woods, have those, and that's just approach your journey. Cool. Alright. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot more than that. <laughs> but what would the I... The counselor
0: have? they had is a total douchebag. Ex... Not ex. Like, ex-military school, but he got kicked out kind of kid.
1: Nah, that's the, uh... That's the, the troop leader. I'm talking about, like, the counselor who lined them all up. I was telling him that... Oh, were,
0: that guy. Oh, the adult.
1: Yes, the the one of two adults in this episode.
0: I remember he was there. His lines were spiritual journey. Spiritual journey. Go for it. Wah, wah, wah,
1: so wah. So, nah. We got four boys. We got Alex, who is the normal kid. Mm-hmm. We got Eddie. Eddie is the kid The uh, that loves eating.
0: I love Eddie.
1: Uh, Steve, who has long hair and reads comic books,
0: and menace. And Carl. back that in the nineties, long hair, you were devil. <laughs> you can't have long hair. You're you're a menace to society. <laughs> By every adult.
1: And then Carl shows up. At, I mean, sorry, Carl's and uh, just like a nerdy kid and. Lonnie is a guy that Jumpy was talking about, who, um, who's just like a
0: ex military school.
1: Yeah, like the the. I, you know what though, I he has a stepdad. <laughs> I've known people like this though. Like you would think he was exaggerating. That's I can describe him.
0: Hmm? You
1: th- you would think that they're exaggerating? No, I've known people just like this who, just for whatever reason, have power and you could tell they were either treated like this in the same vein and then it's like okay i'm gonna dish it back or like they just like oh look at this pile of maggots in front of me i'm just gonna go all off now most of the people i knew like this when you're not like outside of their power of authority they're like awesome people but the moment you give them, that, like, that power, they just flip a switch of, like, all right, I'm just going to be a dick for the next however long amount of time.
0: Want to get the measure of a man? Look how he treats his inferiors. A quote by Sirius Black from the <laughs> Harry Potter franchise. There nice. you go. Nice.
1: So, yeah, Lonnie's just, like, I can't believe this cave they gave me this pile of mess to uh to look after, and he just starts criticizing everybody one by one. Eddie had brought a jar of pasta, and he just like
0: opened. I, I'm it. not gonna lie, that was an offering, cause Ed, he wanted some shit from everybody, and Eddie wasn't it an offering, cause like he offered up the comic book. And he just didn't like it or something. Yeah, uh, was he, were they trying to appease him?
1: Was uh, Steve had the the Gasty Grinner comic book, the second appearance mm-hmm. of the comic book? Yes,
0: I loved it. And then I wish I started doing that three seasons ago.
1: And then uh, Eddie had the, the the pasta, the jar of pasta. I don't know if they were like trying to give it to him, but they it looked good. Yeah, but he dumped it all on the ground,
0: <laughs> and Eddie wasn't phased because he has three pocket subs. He's ready to go, all meatballs. Oh, what was it? You trying to remember an obscure fact about Eddie.
1: Obscure fact about Eddie.
0: Yeah. No. Nah. It's E D D I E, not E D D Y. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's right. And he's Italian. <laughs> I'm just kidding he looks like he's german or something that's funny
1: um but anyway uh but then all of a sudden jonah our protagonist comes in and he's super excited he's got his walking stick he's got his book bags and he just can't wait to do this this trip and um lonnie's just like oh god who are you like you clearly aren't as old as these kids you're like younger than everybody and then Joni's like, No, I got special permission from the camp director. And Lonnie's just like, Ugh, fine. Um, if you can handle it, and Joni's like, Oh, I could handle it. I got my survive. of survived- <laughs> my manual on how to survive by Oscar Butts, which you know
0: was a great <laughs> name.
1: <laughs> and then you know, Lonnie had to be I actually
0: know family whose last name is Butts. Oh yeah. Calling Butts (laughs) making up names it's like Lisette Butts (laughs) it's just crazy
1: (sighs) so yeah and then they're off they're off on their spiritual journey and it's as you would expect Lonnie's just going on his power trip yelling at everybody making him do things that's probably not what somebody in his position should be doing like oh you're carrying my stuff you're doing this.
0: They, they make it clear that he's not just a tough drill sergeant trying to teach these boys uh, how to buckle down and survive in the wilderness. He's just an, an asshole. Yeah. He's like, carry my shoes, wash my socks, carry this shit for me. You're doing this next. And he's just trying to get, have some little servants.
1: And then like Lottie says something about grizzly bears and Johnny's like, there's not, there's no grizzly bears around here. it's in my book by oscar (laughs) butts
0: and lonnie just he's like he's actually being pushed to advertise this book (laughs) like it's it felt that way he was at a oscar butts commercial
1: yeah he's a he's a podcaster and that was his sponsor
0: today's sponsor is (laughs) oscar butts
1: and at some point uh jonah's carrying lonnie's stuff now and he contradicts lonnie again and Lonnie pushes Jonah, and that causes him to drop Lonnie's stuff. And it goes down a cliff. Not high of a cliff. What would you call it? Uh, it goes down elevation. <laughs> so, it, um, yeah, like a little cliff.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And then Jonah, he makes Jonah go. He's like, oh, you dropped my stuff. He's like, you fucking pushed me. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Go down there and get it. And he goes down there. And he finds a cave. And he goes in the cave. And he finds a statue. With a bunch of cave drawings on the cave. That clearly warns you. Don't touch the fucking statue. But he didn't have enough time. Because he's being rushed. So he moves the statue. And. A puff of smoke comes out. And we see. What looks to be. Like a native American shaman. And he's. Not happy. He is with war paint on his face, beaded necklace, fur, jacket. He tells Jonah that the flesh eating monsters called the Manaha are now free and you need to leave this forest forever. And then that's when Lonnie and Alex come in. Lonnie's like, oh shit, you found mm-hmm. a seat. C- I found a secret cave. This is all me. I'm going to take this statue and I'm going to make money off it because me, I did this. No one helped me
0: at all. <laughs> I'm learning right now that Mrenaha was actually another name for Windigo. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Dude, the portrayals of windigos were recent,
0: like lately have been awesome. Editing. No, they've been really, really good.
1: Like, uh, what was that movie we saw with the kid? And his, like, little brother and his father were... Antlers? Like... Antlers was great. Yeah. And, um, of course, Over the Garden Wall. They never say it's a I Windigo? I few.
0: But... but, like, I know you haven't seen a few, so I don't want to spoil them.
1: And then uh, Pet Cemetery.
0: Yeah. Which always, like, I always forget that that's about a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Kind of situation because I just remember the cat,
1: and you can't forget the South Park episode where <laughs> they try to do, uh, what's that fuck, dude? Where the girls have the that little, uh, paper game. I forget what's that called. Yeah,
0: a <laughs> uh, dreamcatcher is that what it's called? I don't remember.
1: Is it? But it's just hilarious because oh, that whole episode was just wild. Mm-hmm. but yeah when to go
0: I want to say mash but I think that's a different game
1: maybe um you know you could tell we never played that or made it rather
0: I'd ask the audience but I know there's no <laughs> girls out there prove me wrong send us an email <laughs> so,
1: what the answer
0: phantomsandsilverscreen at Com.
1: <laughs> don't forget the S
0: um yeah.
1: so Jonah is terrified because he got warned about the Manaha and every time he tries to explain it to his to his group they all laugh at him they don't believe him why would they it sounds far-fetched if you think about it
0: I feel like if he said Windigo and not Manaha like I think he would have been more believed (laughs) what do you think no I think they would have just no Windigo sounds so scary
1: it does it does, but they didn't watch the Amanda show like we did, so Yeah, they did. <laughs> and um what was it? They finally reached the Forest Ranger station and this is where Jonah makes his like like most embarrassing moment. He <laughs> He starts hearing like like the Ranger's not there. They're like like, what's going on? And, and then Jonah's like, dude, I've been seeing stuff. Something's not right here. And then he hears something walking. And they're like, what's that? Like, oh, my God. It's the Manaha. And then the ranger comes in. And he's like, hey, guys. And he screams, like, screams, pubescent screams. And everybody just roasts him. And, like, that's the rest of the trip. They just keep making fun of him for believing this. <laughs>
0: They're so stupid believing in the Manaha. Huh?
1: And and that's it, yeah. And then they go, they set up camp. They're ready for the night. And um, Jonah goes to get Firewood, trying to like redeem himself. Because Yelani yelled at him anyway, Are you too scared? So then, of course, Jonah is in the woods. He hears something. And he gets as much as he can and he runs back. And Lonnie's not impressed. He's like, that's all you got. So he goes, Lonnie goes into the woods. And as he's in the woods, the Native American Aborigine gets him. Done. They hear a scream. And now these five boys are there by themselves. (laughs) And as they're going to look for Lonnie... They Still don't believe it's the Manaha, but they do understand that there's a scream, so uh, something's not right.
0: The rest of this episode felt a lot like those camp movies that existed in the 90s Camp Nowhere with mm. Christopher Lloyd is one I liked a lot. Um, Heavyweights with Ben Stiller, I think that's the 80s, <laughs> but like. That kind of feeling, mm-hmm. where the it's like, oh man, all the leaders, you know, they're getting, they're, they're they can't help us anymore. We have you, us kids have to band together yeah. and learn to be a team and learn the real value of going to camp in order to save the day. Mm-hmm.
1: It's even they go to the back to the ranger station to report Lonnie missing, and the ranger station is just destroyed. It's messed up. And the adult is it, yeah, gone the adult is gone and after they leave to go try to figure out what to do next Jonah notices because he's been noticing something's weird something's not right Um, mm-hmm. they uh, he stayed back and he looked at the ranger station again and he sees it magically go back to normal so he's like, okay, something's not right here. Um,
0: and I think at you this point. The po- wrong mushrooms.
1: <laughs> and I think at this point is when it
0: noticed, like, Eddie's not there. <laughs> Eddie? Yeah. Eddie. And he's like, oh, no. And he's just <laughs> shoving a sub in his face, and then he gets caught yeah. by the Manaha, <laughs> which just seemed to be a bunch of Bigfoots. Yeah. And it's like. They, they do that to pretty much everybody in this episode.
1: And they find a foot, and the foot's like, disappears. So they, now there's something weird out there. In their heads, there's something weird out there. And, like, it's a good strategy. They he, This guy's using, like, the, the big foot, the big feet to, to distract them. and feet. And then he catches them when they're least expecting it.
0: And... It's... Re- like he one by one hunts down pretty much all these kids but our protagonist learns that it, oh it's just a just an illusion yeah now how he learns this i don't i don't really think it makes sense i just think he did he I, learned that he saw some evidence to it but it's still just some bullshit where he's like i don't believe there's danger <laughs> so the danger is not there
1: yeah uh and what like he yeah, like you said, there was a lot of ev- there was several pieces of evidence, um, to show that like because he he catches things going back to normal. He saw the the bigfoot footprint, like go back to, to like normal ground. He sees the rangers' place go from being a mess to normal. And he's like,
0: Which is frustrating, that one in particular, because they went to the ranger's thing to call for help, mm-hmm. but it was busted, but then he saw it materialize and be back to normal and still didn't use it. <laughs> Just left.
1: And at some point, he runs into the shaman, and he's like, I told you to get out of the forest, and he does his classic 90s creepy horror laugh, and he, and he disappears again. Um, so they eventually find the Manaha statue and the eyes are glowing green <laughs> and.
0: Oh, evil. It's green. <laughs> and according to
1: Joda, <laughs> according to his bad of Mr. Butts, uh,
0: this Mr. Butts has lived life. Let me tell you, he knows about the Manaha statue.
1: If they believe it is happening, then it is happening. Uh, Poet. Fear is an emotion, and if you believe there are monsters in the woods, then there are. But if you don't believe, then there won't be. And the three and the rest of the gang is just like, yeah, fuck this, we're going back to camp. And then... And he's like, come on, guys. If you run from a wild animal, it will just chase you down till you can't run anymore.
0: That was a good line. <laughs> and it's like, but it falls... No, I mean, it was a good line. It it got the team together, and they were able to come up with some kind of plan. Even though
1: it was to us, the audience, we saw them kind of be like, nah, fuck this, we're gone. But that was an illusion, because mm-hmm. Jonah goes, he finds Lonnie, the forest ranger, and Eddie, wrapped up with their mouths covered, suspended in the air.
0: Especially Eddie.
1: <laughs> and then that's when we hear, uh, and then the Manaha try to get Jonah, but Jonah is like, nah, I don't believe in you. You don't exist. And then that's what... You can't just do that.
0: <laughs> and he's like, talk to the hand.
1: And then he's... He calls out the the shaman. He's like, D- I'm not afraid. That shit doesn't work on me. Show yourself. And uh, that's when the shaman returns. <laughs> oh, wait, no. He, he tries to cut these guys loose. But that, the shaman returns. He's like, oh, but I'm real. I was once a very f- powerful shaman but I was imprisoned. It's implied
0: that he's old, right? Yeah. He just didn't go anywhere <laughs> or age?
1: No, he he was imprisoned. <laughs> you
0: see. Right. In the cave. first cursed with long life.
1: No, he just, whatever when they moved the statue, he, they released him from his prison. Think, I like to think of it like like a genie in a bottle, but like
0: a, He's a genie
1: now. That's, I'm. it's a metaphor, or Simu. <laughs> yes, he is. So, um, they were. Fr- I, he says they were afraid of his magic, so they imprisoned him.
0: Well, I like to think that these boys, because <laughs> part of his big magic trick is like the menara are just an illusion; they're not there. Mm-hmm. They're just there to scare him, and then he can capture them. Mm-hmm. So, like the boys are gonna have like an endless debate of like, "No, I saw Bigfoot," and he's like, "No, Bigfoot was an illusion, <laughs> you fool! It was, it was just magic." <laughs> He's like, yeah, but we saw it, and it captured us. <laughs> so even in this weird magic fantasy TVY7 land, the idea of Bigfoot being real or not is still a mystery.
1: <laughs> and poor Eddie, like he's suspended. what about the footprint? It disappeared. Hmm? Eddie was suspended in air, in the air, and he this dude the Shaman gets like a torch with fire and puts it close to Eddie,
0: <laughs> and he's like, oh man. Well this it's implied that he eats people, so <laughs> Eddie's the Eddie's the number one contender.
1: So the Johto's like, look, I'm gonna use the statue's power against you if if you don't if you don't stop what you're doing. Sham's like, dude, you can't. There's no power. <clears throat> He's like, There's no power in that statue. I'm the one creating the uh the illusions. It's me. <laughs> and then Johto's like, Oh yeah? Well, I summoned the Manaha to appear. And then they run mm. around. There <laughs> the, we see foot uh we hear footsteps resting in the bushes. bushes. Shaman's getting nervous. He's cowering in fear. He tells him to go away. They don't go away, but Jonah's like, You don't control them, I control him. Um and the shaman begins screaming, uh and he gets backed away into the cave because he's like afraid and he's running away um and Joda's like, "You' were kept in the cave for a reason, and now you're going back and He puts the statue back on the spot where he found it. The shaman scream, and it' sealed away again and this time the there's like a an earthquake that um shakes all the rocks loose so jonah runs out before he also gets trapped inside but luckily he made it out so all the rocks cover the cave's entrance and then lani and the forest ranger and eddie are all free safe and sound they don't know how they got out it just happened (laughs) and then they're like did you really summon the manaha he's like yeah check out my manaha and it turned out to be the rest of the campers they're all happy yeah we did it we worked together and the next day, Jonah's acting like the group leader. And everybody's listening to his word. He even has a nice schedule. He's like, we got a five-mile hike. Once we reach halfway, we're going to take a break for snacks, Eddie. Cause you know, you love them snacks. And then we'll keep going just in time for lunch. I, don't, I
0: didn't believe any of that for a minute. <laughs> I, Eddie was way too hyped, even with snack time in the... Horizon to go for a five mile walk. I just, I just didn't buy it.
1: And then we see that Lottie's carrying all their stuff as he's walking behind them.
0: Yeah, he was cured of his of his (laughs) attitude problem.
1: (laughs) The end. And then Tucker says that Jonah might have been small, but size has nothing to do with how brave you are. It's winks at the camera. It's how smart you are and what's in your heart. The end. Everybody likes the story. Um, It was a good story. I did like it. Mm -hmm. It
0: was okay. I liked some of it.
1: uh, And then they hear a bunch of, like, animal chatter in the woods. And Tucker starts getting (laughs) stared. And he's like, yeah, um, maybe being smaller means you could have to run faster. And he just darts off. (laughs) Stig runs after him. Everybody runs while Gary puts out the uh, fire before saying let's go catch the headless gorilla and that's it. Mm. The end. So,
0: I want to watch the movie House Arrest. Okay. You ever seen that movie? No. Really? (laughs) Really. I'm thinking about it just because We watched something from the 90s, so it just made me feel nostalgic. House Arrest was a 90s show where, like, these kids lock their parents in a basement. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they're getting a divorce and they don't like it. And then some bullies get the idea, like, hear about it. And they bring their parents and throw them in the same basement and just (laughs) lock them in there. And then they end up getting, like, three or four different sets of parents just (laughs) stuck in there. And some of the parents are, like... Big names now, like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Jennifer Tilly's in there. Oh um the guy from from Happy Gilmore, the bad guy from Happy Gilmore, what's his name? I don't remember but I forget. He was there. Shooter from Happy Gilmore.
1: He was there he
0: was in a lot of nineties projects. He was. He was big. Jennifer Love Hewitt is in it. Yeah, that Say is no 90s. more. Should have led with that. Yeah. <laughs> She's one of the kids though. That's funny. It's a good movie. I wanted to watch it. And then they just kind of get in deeper and deeper shit the longer they leave their parents down there.
1: <laughs> so, Chumby. Right. Eddie, the man who picked What about him? Hmm? He actually comes back in the revival as a Midnight Society member named Andy. Eddie? Yep. Yeah. named Andy.
0: Same character traits.
1: Jonah also comes back, but in an episode, not
0: as a cast member. And you know well, obviously, why? Obviously, Eddie outshanged him.
1: And you know why, Jumbie? You know why he just comes back as a cast member? Why? Because he goes on to co star with Jody Roster, or AKA Kiki, to be the original voice of Arthur in Arthur.
0: Eddie? no Jonah oh Jonah yeah he's the original Arthur yes that makes sense I hear it now yeah. that you said it
1: <laughs> and the uh, yeah he's just raking in that cash I guess and you know
0: I did not know I this part he, I wish he <laughs> he becomes a cast member with Kiki like does Kiki come back for the revival
1: no, no like she they, they they're both an Arthur show Arthur
0: no I know okay yeah Kiki doesn't come in. I wish there was a scene where he just clenched his fist. <laughs> and Kiki, like, her eyes widened.
1: The, I did not notice this part, but apparently he, I guess after his voice changes, he doesn't, um, can't play Arthur anymore. But he plays Slink. And I did you ever watch Arthur? I feel like I just, every time we do this.
0: A bit, not really, and not enough to know who Slink is.
1: Do you know who the tough customers are? Yeah. That's Pinky Barnes, like, crew.
0: Is it the bulldog-looking guy?
1: Yeah, that's Pinky. Mm-hmm. And Slink is the tall bunny with, like, the hair over his eyes.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah,
1: I'm sure if you see a picture, you'll you'll be like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah. I'm just impressed by how much you know about Earth. Yeah. Uh was a sh- good chunk of my I childhood. I bet you watched the ending when they were grown up. Damn right. right. I bet you. He did. came
1: back and did the voice of Arthur as a college student.
0: Uh, or whatever
1: he was as an adult. <laughs> DW being a snitch. I mean, cop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And in all of that, Jumbie, we were close. We got. We predicted the... Well, I predicted the Native American part, correct? But I think we both said Turker or, or whatever. So we're good.
0: I was hoping very, very much that it wasn't Native American. <laughs> so it wouldn't be stereotypical.
1: <sighs> but yes. All right, Joby, you ready for the next part of this? Sure. So... Since we got spoiled with another episode, we're just gonna watch that and record it. Uh, but we didn't see what it's about. We know who said who says it. But
0: is that the next one?
1: It's not the next one, but we might as well fucking mm-hmm. do it at this point. You ready? The tale of okay. the badge.
0: The badge.
1: Badge. What do you think this is about? Think about cops. Think about. A security it's kid. about
0: Kiki becoming a cop,
1: a hall monitor,
0: <laughs> yeah, probably a hall monitor.
1: Power goes to his head or, or their head or whatever.
0: Uh, nothing was more important to Billy than the badge, or
1: like a haunted badge where you put it on, you get possessed by the person who had it. You...
0: or maybe it's a boy scout's tail, another one, and they run into a mimic, maybe. Mm. I like those forest scenes.
1: Yeah. We you know it's scary, so it could either be sci fi ish or whatever.
0: Uh Skin Changer. Skin changer? Maybe.
1: I'm down. I'm down with that. Tail of the badge. I I can't see Are You Afraid of Dark doing something like it. it's the bad if you, when you put on the badge you become the person and get possessed by it. Or, like, some other crab.
0: <laughs> I'm drawing a blank because I saw the intro and, like, it didn't really give me much on what it's about.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Right, well. I'm, I'm just saying skin changes.
1: <laughs> I, I'm going to go with you on that one because I don't know what else to say with that. no. But I bet it's Gary. <laughs> but Tale of the Monaha good episode, good episode. Uh-huh. One of my better favorite ones from Tucker.
0: Yeah, pretty good for a Tucker story. Yeah, amazing for a stick story, if it was one.
1: <laughs> anyway, well, with all that being said, any last words, to me? Amanda, please. Amanda, please, indeed. And with that, we conclude another episode of Fandom Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, a follow. Anything to show us how much we mean to you. Because as always, anybody who, for all those who listen to us, and for all those who subscribe, follow anything, we care about you too. And we appreciate it. With that, we end.